0: section 34 of the watergate report volume two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org final report of the senate select committee on presidential campaign activities volume two c fundraising meetings between ampi and kalmbach in january and february nineteen seventy two the bennett committees were closed after the adverse publicity over the nineteen seventy one milk producer contributions but there was still a large amount to be contributed by the milk producers to honor their commitment to the president's campaign and nelson wanted to honor that commitment instead of working through harrison and chotner as he had done the previous year Jacobson was asked to contact Kalmbach and work out a different set of arrangements, and as a result, several meetings were held between AMPI officials and Kalmbach in January and February. Footnote. Nelson apparently felt that Harrison had been ineffective in arranging for the 1971 contributions. End footnote. In the meantime, on January 12, 1972, nelson was replaced as general manager of ampi by george merrin and two weeks later the antitrust suit was filed by the justice department against ampi One, kalmbach nelson Jacobson meeting on january fourteen kalmbach was generally uninvolved in the milk producer contributions from the summer of nineteen seventy one until the end of the year at that point Jacobson contacted him explained that he was a partner of milton Seymour, who had delivered the one hundred thousand dollars to kalmbach two years before and told him the milk producers wanted to meet with him again a meeting was then arranged for kalmbach Jacobson, and nelson for january fourteenth nineteen seventy two in california before the meeting a major change was made in ampi's top management On January 12, the AMPI board voted to remove Nelson as general manager and elected George Merrin, a former assistant secretary of agriculture in the Johnson administration, and from 1968 until 1972, a consultant and then director of programming of AMPI. Nelson was given a seven-year consulting contract renewable annually at $100,000 per year, and over the next few weeks parr and several other ampi officials and employees left ampi within hours after his removal nelson went to Marin to ask permission to use the ampi corporate jet for his trip to california to meet with kalmbach on the fourteenth nelson says that he told Merrin of the scheduled meeting and Merrin instructed him to follow through with it Jacobson testified that before the meeting nelson told him that Merrin had authorized him to meet with kalmbach Merrin denies being told of the meeting but acknowledges that he gave nelson permission to use the jet quote, to clean up odds and ends end quote. on january thirteenth nelson and jacobsen flew to california when they met with kalmbach the next morning they told him that they wanted to continue the contributions in nineteen seventy two with as much money as possible, but hopefully without the type of publicity of the previous year. Footnote Although there is no record of the flight in the AMPI jet log, the committee has obtained records of hotel charges for Nelson and the pilots in the Los Angeles area for the night of the 13th, and of airport charges to AMPI for an airplane on the 14th. End footnote they indicated that, since Nelson had been replaced, Merrin would have to be consulted before any final decisions were made. It is evident that both Haldeman and Mitchell were monitoring these contacts between Kalmbach and the milk producers. As mentioned above, Kalmbach had met with Mitchell on the 13th, the day before the meeting with Jacobson and Nelson. Kalmbach says that, since Jacobson was a partner of Seymour, who had been active in the muskie campaign kalmbach checked with mitchell who approved of him meeting with Jacobson and the milk producers to arrange for further contributions kalmbach also reported the results of the january fourteen meeting to strachan who relayed the report to haldeman in a quote, political matters end quote, memo on january eighteen One herb kalmbach met with messrs Jacobson and nelson on january the fourteenth concerning the milk money kalmbach had a good meeting the money will continue to come in but the milk people do not want to continue to deal with reeves and harrison chotiner's firm kalmbach would take over this project as a special assignment he will ask the attorney-general on january the twentieth the attorney-general approved of kalmbach meeting with Jacobson even though Milt Seymour is Jacobson's law partner and treasurer of the Muskie campaign. Kalmbach informed Colson of the meeting, but would not tell Colson who asked him to see Jacobson. Kalmbach believes someone should give all information about the milk situation to Colson. I told him Colson was no longer involved. Recommendation. That you inform Colson of the milk situation, and that Kalmbach be asked not to discuss the milk situation with Colson in the future. Footnote. This document was requested by the committee, but the president refused to provide it. An excised portion of the document was made public in connection with the Nader v. Butts case. End footnote. As related by Kalmbach, there was a great antipathy between Colson and both Mitchell and Seymour because of Mitchell's and Jacobson's involvement. Strachan recommended to Haldeman that Colson not be informed of all aspects of the continuing solicitations of the dairyman. Footnote. Mitchell once called Colson, quote, a walking time bomb, end, quote. end footnote. Haldeman approved Strachan's recommendation and wrote at the top of the memorandum, quote, good job, end quote. According to Mitchell's logs, He next met with Kalmbach on January 21 when Kalmbach reported the results of the meeting to Mitchell. As noted above, this briefing took place the day before Mitchell approved the institution of a civil antitrust suit against AMPI while directing McLaren to delay the filing and begin pre-filing negotiations. 2. Kalmbach-AMPI meeting on February 3 by the time the next meeting in 1972 between kalmbach and ampi leaders occurred on february three three developments had taken place that would have an impact in subsequent meetings with kalmbach first the justice department antitrust suit against ampi described above had been filed on february one a lawsuit had been filed by Ralph Nader and several public interest groups against the Secretary of Agriculture, alleging that the 1971 price support increase was illegal. Third, George Merrin had become involved in AMPI's political affairs. A. Nader v. Butts On January 24, 1972, a suit was filed in the federal district court in the district of columbia by ralph nader public citizen incorporated federation of homemakers and consumers association of the district of columbia against secretary of agriculture butts who had replaced secretary hardin in november nineteen seventy one and the commodity credit corporation alleging that the nineteen seventy one milk price support increase was not based on statutory grounds but on political considerations including contributions the complaint further alleged that the increase was quote unlawful and unenforceable end quote and sought a declaratory judgment and an injunction against continuing support at the four dollars ninety three cents level there was immediate reaction to the suit in the white house on february one Dean sent a memorandum to Ehrlichman describing the suit and its background. Although he thought the suit could be defeated, he warned that quote, the discovery proceedings could prove disastrous. End quote. In particular, he pointed out that dairy industry officials quote, will certainly be questioned in detail, end quote, about quote, all commitments made by the president, end quote, at the march 23, nineteen seventy one meeting. And that, in the course of their depositions, questioning about their duties with the committees and the manner in which the committees operate could prove highly embarrassing in an election year. Footnote: Also on February one, Dean sent another memo to Ehrlichman notifying him that the antitrust suit had been filed against AMPI, the largest of the three cooperatives involved in the Nader case, and the organizer of tape. End quote. End footnote. That same day, February 1, Strachan sent a quote political matters unquote, memo to Haldeman in which he described Kalmbach's apparent concern about the Nader suit. Kalmbach is very concerned about his involvement in the milk producers' situation. Kalmbach will accept the risk of being subpoenaed by the court in connection with the Nader milk suit. The Attorney General believes Kalmbach should continue to handle the milk project, but Kalmbach wants your advice. Recommendation, that Kalmbach not be involved in the milk project because of the risk of disclosure. Footnote. This document, along with a number of other White House documents referring to milk producer contributions, were denied by the President to the select committee some but not all of the documents including an excised portion of the above described memo were subsequently made public in the nader v butts suit in referring to white house communications to him from colson strachan and perhaps dean on dairy money commitments to the antitrust and nader suits and related matters haldeman observed that they quote tended to overdramatize a lot of things and to lay more import on the language than they really needed, end quote. Haldeman tried to discount the, quote, colorful language, unquote, as he put it, of these White House memos, and explained that, quote, these were written as internal office memorandums, not as public documents, end quote. End footnote. Haldeman wrote on the memo, quote, I'll discuss with A.G., end quote. Based on his notes written on the memo, strachan says he relayed this comment to kalmbach on the third the day of kalmbach's next meeting with the ampi people and included this item in a talking paper he prepared for a haldeman and mitchell meeting on february nine footnote the white house has omitted any reference to this alleged talking paper from its list of relevant milk documents End footnote as discussed below White House plans to proceed with the milk producer contributions and Kalmbach's involvement were not changed until March, when the ITT scandal broke, and it appeared to Kalmbach that the AMPI case too might involve a quid pro quo. B. George Merrin and the Question of Previous Commitments of Contributions although george mehren had assisted nelson in the dairy efforts to secure a price support increase in march nineteen seventy one he claims that when he succeeded to nelson's position in january nineteen seventy two he did not know of any commitments for contributions to the president's campaign mehren explained that with the publicity in late nineteen seventy one over the price decision and dairy contributions and with widespread rumors among ampi members of commitments when he assumed office he did ask ampi's former officials what political commitments were outstanding but that no one told him any commitments existed perhaps because they felt he would not have honored them for example Marin had heard from ampi employee byford that Parr had made a commitment to the president's campaign of $2.6 million. Marin says that in the presence of John Butterbroat, the AMPI board president, he asked Parr in early 1972 whether such a commitment existed. According to Marin, Parr told him, quote, that no commitment had been made, and he further said that he was not acquainted with Mr. Colson, quote. Merrin says he also asked Nelson and Jacobson, who he says denied knowledge of any commitments, but who advised Merrin to make further contributions by telling him, quote, "We have to live with those people for another four years." End quote. Both Jacobson and Parr dispute Merrin and say that he never even asked them about a commitment. Although Jacobson says he recommended on his own to Merrin that they make a substantial contribution moreover there is evidence that Merrin knew of a commitment and reluctantly had decided to honor it nelson testified that there had been a commitment which in january 1972 he felt had not yet been satisfied and he says he told this to Merrin. in fact robert o esham the tape trustee and ampi comptroller whom mehren was consulting says that in the first several months of nineteen seventy two Merrin indicated to him that he felt he was going to have to honor their commitments and contribute to the president's campaign indeed Isham says he resigned from tape just prior to april seven in order to avoid involvement in any such contributions there is evidence that after marin was informed of the facts sometime between january fourteen and the february three meeting with kalmbach the original two million dollar commitment was scaled down to one million dollars in his february first memo to haldeman strachan reported on kalmbach's progress in raising funds from the milk people including kalmbach's belief that Jacobson and nelson will deliver Though they have cut the original 2000 commitment back to 1000. End quote. Nelson testified that he reaffirmed at the January 14 meeting the original $2 million commitment, and as of January 18, Kalmbach had reported to Strachan no change in that commitment. Although he could not pinpoint the date, Kalmbach presumably was informed of the change. Between January 18 and February 1, during the period when Nelson and Jacobson were in touch with Merrin, and then Kalmbach to arrange the next meeting between AMPI and Kalmbach. This evidence and that of the February 3 meeting and events thereafter indicate that Merrin, a lifelong Democrat and an official in the Johnson administration with no particular sympathy for the president's reelection effort felt obligated under the prior commitment, and was indeed prepared to meet that obligation, although in the context of AMPI's most recent problem, the antitrust suit. Footnote. In his testimony before the Select Committee, Merrin stated that with regard to the 1972 election, quote, I would have had no great personal trauma if the Republicans would have lost in the Middle West. End quote. End footnote. C, February three meeting. On February three, Marin, Nelson, and Jacobson flew to California and met with Kalmbach and two of his law partners, Frank DeMarco, one of the president's tax attorneys and counsel to the California FCRP, and Robert Olson, now a California Superior Court judge. Although DeMarco, who had not previously met the milk producer representatives, does not remember any discussion of contributions, the others present agree that the making of substantial contributions by the Dairy Co-op was discussed. Footnote. In fact, Olson says some of the discussion of pre-April 7 contributions and committees took place with DeMarco present in DeMarco's office, and that Kalmbach perhaps wanted Olson and DeMarco present as witnesses. End footnote. After Kalmbach told Merin that it was to be understood that there was no quid pro quo involved, Kalmbach told them that he understood they were interested in making a substantial contribution. According to Merin, the discussion centered on a contribution of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and either Kalmbach or DeMarco suggested that most of the money, seven hundred thousand dollars, could be contributed prior to April seven and the rest later footnote jacobson says the pre april seven contribution was to be made in several installments such as one-third one-third and one-fourth of the total seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contribution End footnote it was indicated that as opposed to the previous year the pre april seven money would go to real committees with real officers in a number of states but independent of the state republican committees mehren says that the purpose of the procedure as he understood it was to avoid public disclosure of more milk producer contributions to the president's campaign although mehren claims he objected to the suggested procedure there is evidence that as a result of the meeting and further contact with the ampi people kalmbach fully expected substantially all the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to come in prior to april seven to fulfill the amended one million dollar commitment footnote john butterbrodt ampi's president testified that merin subsequently told him that kalmbach suggested the contributions be made to state committees and that the ultimate source the president's campaign would not be disclosed and would remain secret. He says that he and Merrin rejected that alternative. End footnote. In a February 16 political matters memo from Strachan to Haldeman, it was reported that, Kalmbach is working with the milk people to increase the 233 currently banked to 1,000 by April 7. Footnote. Kalmbach says he was working out the details of the transaction with Jacobson after the February 3 meeting. End footnote. At the same meeting on February 3 that there was a discussion of contributions, there was also a discussion of a substantive problem. According to Jacobson, and as more fully discussed in section 6E below, Marin complained to Kalmbach about the Justice Department antitrust suit against AMPI, which had been filed two days earlier. This was preliminary to further discussions in March and early April, which it is alleged resulted in an effort to link further contributions to a favorable resolution of the suit. End of section 34. Recording by Linda Johnson.